Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome back to another episode of WA Expose, a podcast about local arts by local artists. I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Noongar Budja. Today's guest is a multifaceted, award-winning, published pin-up beauty, burlesque firecracker, teacher, and producer. This cover girl of Sex Kitten Pin-Up Magazine and Retro Lovely also graced the glossy pages of Garters and Grills, Smitten Kitten Pin-Up Magazine, and the Pin-Up Society Magazine, where she also published her article, Body Positivity and Confidence. Having performed nationally and internationally, the core of this performer's ethos has always been lending a hand to those coming up next in the scene. Of course, obviously, with the creation of Battle Burlesque premiering this October. But enough with me blabbing, let's get into the chat with Mixed Burlesque 2022 finalist, Delza Sky. How are you, Delza? I am amazing. Thank you so much. Looking incredibly stunning. <laughs> Like dressed to the absolute tens, especially for an audio platform, <laughs> which I love because it means it's for me, which is great. One hundred percent. I'll take. I'll take it. So it's not. It's not for her, but like just give her that she needs it. I, will, I, will, I shouldn't tell you that I just dress like this every day. <laughs> not special. It's just for me. <laughs> All right. So of course you already. Everyone knows how this works by now. So for you, why burlesque? Do you know, I knew this question was going to come up because I have literally been listening to every one of your podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> and the only word that kept coming to my head was that I needed it. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So. Explain. Yeah. Oh, God. Long story, short story. No, long, long, long. Um, so back now, I'm going to get my dates really stuffed up. COVID's not done a good job on date Look, time is totally imaginary by this point and everyone knows yes. that. So give or take 30 years, let's go. Yes. <laughs> but I did find out that it was 2013. But um, so way back then, it's a long time ago. <laughs> Don't say that. That's going to hurt me. <laughs> Anyhow. You can upset me. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, got a bit. You upset me when you keep saying you're old, and I no, think the... I could be your mother. Oh no, 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 no! I get up like my sitting here talking to like the gorgeous Lotta Lamore, being like, "I've accomplished nothing. <laughs> She's four years old and done everything I've ever dreamed of." <laughs> oh dear, that's when I feel old. I think you're fine. <laughs> so 2013, so, yeah. So I think so. By that point, I would have had a toddler, and. Uh, or another little rascal, slightly older. And I was feeling really bad in my body. Mm. And just, it wasn't me anymore. And do you know what? I can't even complain. Like the kids didn't wreck my body in any way, but it just was, it was different. But it's a different space. I mean, we, it's sort of glossed over, but once somebody else in that capacity has occupied your body, it's not their fault, obviously. Like, yeah. No one's blaming your beautiful humans that you've created. No. But like they occupied a huge chunk of your existence for like some time. Yeah, that's it. Like, and 
I was just in a low point and I think my husband knew that and obviously I'd spoken to one of my friends about this and she actually organised to take me to a burlesque show mm-hmm. and I had no clue what I was going to at all um, but was like, okay, I will attempt to get dressed into something that I can feel comfortable in. It was winter and I remember that being the worst part because like what do you wear in winter? But anyhow. Layers, ponchos, <laughs> scarves. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing all these performers up there and they were all different shapes and sizes, like honestly, um, it just opened my mind so much more than what I thought I was going to see. Do you remember any of the acts or people? I do. Pearl Noir stood out to me. She, there was another one and I just, I really need to look up what her name was. I don't think she performs anymore. She looked quite similar to me, but. Yeah, I, d- I feel bad that I can't remember her name. To I'm gonna... you then, so you saw yourself like reflected in that moment? Yeah, like it just to her, re- her body represented mine. Mm. But I just remember Pearl Noir really sticking out, just the way she moved and she just loved her body. Like, I mean, she still does. But that was, that was the performer that stuck out to me. But my friend leaned over during the show and just said, I could see you doing this. And I was like, yeah, no. that's it that's not happening nobody's seeing this nope nope not happening and flash forward a few years uh so into 2015 I saw an advertisement um for casual classes for burlesque and I thought you know what I could give this a go Mm. it was during the day I worked for myself and the kids would have been at school or daycare um school by then um so yeah I went and tried it and first class I was hooked that was it and what about the first class got you? I'm not really 100% sure. I think I just like the fact that I didn't have to be perfect. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't – I came from a background of dance when I was younger and then modelling in my teens and everything was quite focused on being perfect and having moves that were perfect whereas this wasn't. Mm. So Perfect is defined by somebody else and especially mm. when it comes to modelling, perfect often is defined by uh, straight men. Yeah, which is a very different form of perfect than by any other gaze. Yeah. So I, th- I, th- I think that's what it was back then. Mm. And I never went into it thinking I'll be a soloist, I'll be a professional. I was like, this is fun. I'm just going to do this as a hobby. And I ended up signing up, um, which I realised later that I was actually signing my life away. But <laughs> um, We've talked about the cult before. We're very open here. Yeah, so little did I know that I uh, went to the very, very wrong place. But things happen. Uh, I did get out, but it took me three and a half years. <laughs> oh, I thought we were joking. No. no we actually mean you were trapped. Yeah. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, okay. So I got trapped into a contract. Oh, no. Mm. Crap. You were like signing your way into Lululemon. Except it was oh, burlesque. So, yeah. So, so. Sliding my way into burlesque hell. <laughs> oh no! Okay, which must have been really hard because as you're falling in love with like this brand new art form, there's also yeah. this like, well, you live here now. Yeah, yeah. And at the start, because I just didn't really, I was just, it was a bit of fun. I didn't mm. care. I was contract, meh, whatever. Yeah, you're care. signing the Scientology <laughs> contract, going, "What's a billion years? That's not I even a number." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. What, what is burlesque? It says we all live on a boat here in Scientology. What is that? Who cares? Tom Hanks is here. It's going to be a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it's only once I actually was like, "Oh, I want to be a soloist. I want to do this," and then I was like, 
I can't go anywhere. Oh, okay. So the constrictions on the contract were very much like keeping you locked in place in terms of like your expression or more in terms of just like where you could and couldn't perform. Oh, everywhere. Um, I mean, you don't have to do like super deep dive on this if you don't no. want to, but I'm like super fascinated. I didn't know that that existed in Burley. Oh, look, to be honest, everybody that knows about the place was at the place. We don't actually speak of it. Oh, okay. It's like Voldemort. Okay. He who shall not, we won't. Yeah. So if you ever hear anyone say that place or... <laughs> That, that noise was perfect. If you ever hear anyone go, then, then we all know. They just know. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you weren't allowed to take that step from being like a, what, a troop member or just a class participant um, or what was the go? Well, I got thrown into their uh, top tier troop, as they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't name names. Nobody needs to really go back on that. But uh, look, the contract was botchy, but at the time you don't know any different. Oh, totally. And you 100% percent just think this is it mm. I'm stuck I'm going to have to wait until this contract runs out and how then, long was it <laughs> when I actually finally had a lawyer look at it <laughs> good job <laughs> should have done that earlier how um, long did you think it was okay so I thought it was 12 months okay so it was 12 months there unless you re-signed mm-hmm. um I re-signed the second time when I just had no clue, I, was just, I still wasn't really looking at anything professionally mm-hmm. at all. Um, and then after that, I didn't actually re-sign. I just waited for it to drift off until she noticed. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I eventually, look, it became the, the most toxic place on the face of the earth. As the, I could go into it for days on end, but we won't. Mm. Uh, anyhow, I had a lawyer look at it because I was like, I, I need to be just done with this. Yeah. And the biggest problem was is there was a few things in there, yeah, that she could definitely make you stick to, but um, not being allowed to perform within the entirety of Australia for four years. After leaving? Yep. Crap, that almost brings you to today. Like, or like yeah, in terms of yeah. like your, in terms of your time in the professional yeah. industry, that almost brings you to like today. Yep. How does somebody, how do you even reinforce that? So you can't. So you technically can't. you can't. Yeah. Um, it's unrealistic and would never stand up in court. It's also the contract wasn't even signed by her, which apparently doesn't matter, but it, it was very dodgy. Yeah. But when you don't know any different, you believe it. Mm. Oh, completely, yeah. But it was also the environment where you were made to believe that if you left, you would be nothing. Right, yeah, because you there were entire – I've heard this a couple of times, not just in that place, but in general, there's mm. like a brilliant, beautiful support network that exists within like these circles and if you step outside of it, you're like, oh, will, will I just fall? Yeah. Will I explode? <laughs> well, because you were so segregated from the community. I mm. was very, very lucky that I was in the pinup community as well. Yeah. Um, which meant that I had a lot of connections to the burlesque community through that avenue and there were so many people in the community that were just like, you've got to get out, you've got to get out, like we're going to be there for you and – I mean, obviously when I left, I, I had a plan to leave. Like I, it had to be. Mm. I even had to um, uh, trademark my name. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I sneakily did that. I, d- I did everything that I needed to to protect myself. Yeah. Um, and I was very lucky that I had, it was right at fringe time. So it must have been, it must have been 2019. When you finally were able to like get out. Yeah. So it must have been that fringe. Wow. Like I said, I might get those that's dates a big, wrong. Yeah, but that's still a big chunk of time, isn't it? 2019. Yeah. 
Must have been 2018. Mm. Who cares? Time is <laughs> irrelevant time. and no one's going to it's fact check you. <laughs> but I do remember rocking up at Fringe and heaps of people were like, have you left? And I'm like, I've left. And it was like this massive celebration at the, op- the yeah, opening night, you know, when you go mm. get your, your lanyard and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. the lanyard meant something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I had literally gone from five unpaid gigs with this other place mm. to, oh, sorry, two unpaid gigs to five paid gigs within a week. Wow. Because everyone's like, you've left. And I'm like, yeah, I've left. I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So they're allowed to have you on board. Yeah. So how did that like play out in your mind? Because obviously there was something about the classes that you really enjoyed. Otherwise you wouldn't have stuck around in the first place. You still fell in love with the thing and the yeah. and the the pe- well, the people to some extent because they're a part of the community. Yeah. So the thing, and I think everybody that you asked that was there would say it was the girls that were there. Mm. That you stayed for them. Yeah. Like you built these amazing friendships there and you were all going through the exact same thing at the same time. But it was one of those really narcissistic environments where you were kind of put on a pedestal just to be knocked back down. Okay. Interesting. Very, yeah. It does also speak to something you said like way at the beginning of this episode where you were like, there was a need to be in the space and a need to Mm. be a burlesque dancer. If anything talks about your need to be there, it's you fighting to this extent to get out of a toxic situation to create a better one for yourself. Yeah. Because the easiest solution would just be to give it all up. Yeah. Just go, oh, who cares? Yeah. I just won't. Yeah. I won't perform and it doesn't matter and I'll just sit in a corner and then by the time your four years have gone up or whatever, you just, who knows if you would have gotten back into it again. But because you had this need to be a part of the scene, Mm. you fought for your spot. Yeah. Which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, everybody read contracts. (laughs) Read contracts. Have someone else read the contract because I know that they're written in like – Inaccessible wanker language. Yes. Oh, that's the worst part. Yeah. yeah. Even if you want to be a hobbyist, what it doesn't matter. Read mm. it. Read yeah. it. <laughs> Have your friend read it. <laughs> oh, don't be silly like me. <laughs> <laughs> so you get out of there. You're embraced by the people in your community yeah. thanks to your pinup um, connections. Yeah. And then what? Um, I was really lucky. Two of the girls that I actually met there, which is Ivy Temptress and Madame Demi Diva, they literally were waiting in the sidelines to leave. They're like, come join us, come join <laughs> us. And um, they had also uh, met uh, Calypso Delight as well. So waiting for me meant that they could make the foursome, <laughs> which then became the After Dust Darlings. So I was very fortunate to have that friendship that, I mean, we celebrated that weekend. Like they said, they threw me a party. <laughs> so they were like, finally you've left. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, look, it was it was lucky that I had connections outside yeah. of there in order to, like, meet other people. Mm. So, yeah, it still felt like I was digging myself out of burlesque hell for quite some time. Really? Yeah. So for how long do you think that you were, like, struggling to find mm. your space again? I think, and this is this is for me. This is not anybody. Oh yeah, that this did is anything. your experience. Yeah, nobody did anything to me other that's than so, yeah, Aldermont. <laughs> yeah, of course, but that's so often the way. Is it's just yeah. like it's not necessarily how the world is perceiving you, yeah. but it's how you think the world is perceiving you, which is yeah. its own demon. Yeah, I just felt like this like outsider for mm. so long, and it was my own thoughts um, that took me some time, but probably two years. Yeah, good two years where I just felt really like. Oh, I felt like it was on me. Mm. Like it was like, you know, like you're marked. <laughs> <laughs> you would be marked by this stage. I have a cross on my back. It yeah. says, you were in burlesque. A literal <laughs> scarlet letter. But you know, a burlesque scarlet letter could be a good thing. It could be. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. 
And again, it was just me thinking that. Like, I mean, I used to make silly jokes that my burlesque mum tells me off for. Like, I was always like, when I make my joke hack, I was like, yeah, it's because I think I'm the joke. Mm. <laughs> and she's like, you're not that joke. <laughs> but you had people in that community who were, like, able to really surround you in that time and eventually yeah. you found your position. Yeah. Then what? So how did you balance, for example, like the pinup community and all of your work that you had already established there and this newfound love in burlesque? The best thing that actually happened to me, and I do believe in fate, is I got into burlesque idol whatever year, insert year. Yeah. <laughs> I should have checked this. Insert fact checker here. Yeah. yeah. I actually got into Perth um, and they asked four of us if we changed states. And at the time I was like, you know what, because I was still at other place, mm. um, I thought it would be better for me to go elsewhere mm. um, and let somebody else have that spot. I went to Newcastle. Which at the time in my head I thought was Sydney. It is not. I'm like, I always, th- I always do that too. It's like technically that's it's all like near the it. same. <laughs> it's near it. Yeah, it's near in the way that McMandra is near where we're currently sitting. Yes. Yeah. Like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But that's where I met my burly mum. Oh. Sorry. I think it was meant to be. So I met uh, Miss Alyssa K- and I stayed back after the show and just had a chat with her and the show producer and – uh, Alyssa was dealing with some stuff of her own at the same time and she kind of, we just gelled. Mm. And then I had a workshop with her the next day and I wrote in her notebook for her to contact me if she ever came to Perth because I'd love to do a session with her. Yeah, so she actually uh, got in contact with me and said uh, that she really wanted to work with me and offered me mentorship. Wow, that's and huge. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. <they're> me? <laughs> me? And she's like, yeah, I see potential in you and I really want to work with you. And that was the best thing that ever happened to me because I've been working with her ever since. I have not looked back. She has helped me overcome all the trauma that I went through, uh, built the acts that I've wanted to build forever, just really honed in on everything that I ever wanted. Wow. You know, it made me set all my goals and that. And she was like, <laughs> I'll help you achieve these. This is, we can do this. So what goals did you set together initially? Um, so initially, people are going to laugh at this when they hear no, this. No, I want to hear it. This is going to be great. <laughs> so obviously because I was dealing with a lot of trauma and very much needed to feel valued and wanted mm. um, and worthy. And again, this was my own thoughts. This is not something within the community that made me feel this totally, way in that any way. Yeah, I mean, um, I, but totally, I'm just pause you for two yeah. seconds. That does not mean they were not real because they were real and you felt them and they were totally real, yeah. which means they were valid. Yeah. Regardless of if they were being put on by society in reality, they were yeah. valid because you felt them. Yeah. So, yeah. 100%. Um, yeah, so where are we? <laughs> so you were setting goals. Setting goals. So my original goal, my top of the list goal was to be in mixed burlesque. <laughs> <laughs> That's when all like the trumpets go off. Yeah. yeah. So um, look, some people, they apply first, go get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am always going to say that I am the tortoise in the tortoise and hare race. Yeah. I may take my time, but I will get there in the end. So I have worked my ass off, literally. Um, <laughs> it's on the floor somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that. Um, so anyhow, that was the top goal. Yeah. And she's like, we can do this. We'll get you there. And so obviously started to build acts 
uh, not specifically for that, but strong, solid accent meant something to me. Mm. And the first one I worked on with her was Joker, which is what I performed at Idol when she yeah. judged. It's also what I put into Apprentice. Uh, as much as I'd love that video to be removed, it's also a good reminder of where you come from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the Joker, as much, and I'm going to say this, I don't care if somebody else does a Joker. Joker meant a lot to me mm. because it symbolises me being trapped, which is the asylum. Yeah. And my black and white costume, when I tear it open, is me tearing up my contract. Mm. And when I become the Joker, I'm becoming who I'm meant to be. Yes. So it was a lot. That took me almost 12 months to do that. Of course, yeah. Because the Joker is the hardest character to actually portray because there's so many different Jokers and Joker has different background. Yeah. There's no exact, like, origin story. No, there's a lot of, it's a lot of lore, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So every Joker that has been has a different backstory. Mm. There's no one set story. Yeah. So because it was the very joke, yeah. hard to... Put that on stage in under five minutes. Yeah, especially since like the idea of the Joker is that the Joker could be anyone pushed yeah. to a certain point, which is why the yes. backstory always changes because it could be you next. Terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and that's another reason why I needed to be the Joker mm. was for that reason. It comes from a place of torment and pushed to lengths that you shouldn't be pushed to. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was what I did first and that was the best thing that I did was working on that and really pushing through my trauma and getting over a lot of stuff. Yeah. Had you had, um, this is obviously like a great way for you to like express like your uh, like your feelings through your art. Had you yeah. had that previously in artistic expression or was this one no. of the first times? So pretty much I spent like the first <laughs> three years was being taught everything not to do. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much yeah but even before that so like you didn't have that moment in dance and you hadn't no. had that moment in modeling so this was like no. really a big moment for yeah, you. yeah this was a really big moment yeah and it was the following year that um at idol that I put that act on the stage I was like here we go again we're gonna chuck Draco back on it's completely redone new music everything mm. and I didn't care it wasn't about winning or anything um I wanted to do the act that I I wanted to do and show you know the community the audience this is me Mm, and it was an evolution. Yeah. It was like, yeah, your next point. Yeah. That's really good. So, yeah. Yeah, look, it wasn't the right stage for it. <laughs> what stage is the right stage for anything? Oh, that one, <laughs> that was like um, a runway stage with, yeah, look. Oh, you had a catwalk? Yeah, it was a catwalk stage. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Drake's not made prison for a catwalk. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> I look, it still went well. It's just the people at the back couldn't really see what I was doing. But yeah, always, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Always a struggle. It's fine. So we polish off this this Joker act. Yeah. Do you get to like, do you put a stamp on that and move on? Or is that like always a part of the rap now? Um, no, that one gets booked quite a lot. Yeah, good. Uh, I don't mind doing it. It does cause a little bit of emotions for me. That's what I was wondering. It's hard to get in that yeah. character. But I tend to tell people, like, when we're gilligging backstage, I'm like, okay, I have to get into character. Like, say something that's going to piss me off. <laughs> I don't know. Make me angry. Be really mean to me. Yeah. Don't be nice to me right now. Be mean. Say something nasty. <laughs> yeah, and then you just get in a whole different place because you said nasty. And now the belly girls, we're not good backstage. When you're, so when you are performing that, how do you make sure that you stay out of that, pla that pay place of pain? I'm going to add all that out. How do you stay out of that place of pain when you perform it um, now? 
I have to just take a moment and go, just remember where you are now. Mm. Like you're actually being paid to do this now, <laughs> not being forced to do things. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. You just have to go, hang on, yeah, this is what this act is about, but this is where you are now mm. and that's what your focus is. Go out there and do a bloody good job. Hopefully your shirt goes on because it's a reverse strip. <laughs> the amount of times I did my buttons up and they were a bit crooked, I was like, a, two, a two-year-old did that. <laughs> I still do my buttons up crooked. <laughs> and honestly, when you've got tits, it doesn't matter if you do your buttons up perfectly anyway because it's just that one that will just sit there like a triangle <laughs> being like, oh, we, don't, we don't fit, we don't do it. Buttons aren't meant for us. <laughs> so, but have you seen that trend where you can? Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm like, I sit there and I watch those five-minute craft videos and go, wow, if only I had the gall. <laughs> if only I had the, the want to try. Oh, my God. But I'm the first person out there with a staple gun ready to fix your problem. <laughs> Look, the stapler is um, doesn't get stuck to my fingers as much. Yeah, as, it doesn't burn glue. you. It might stick it. In. I mean, it doesn't burn me, but I, I have I have created some unfortunate <laughs> accidents for myself sitting there with a skirt, being like, "Okay, I'm ready." Oh, right? <laughs> no one can see that, but I just slapped my own leg. I've done that and I've put it through my finger. Um, yeah, it's a great tool of the non-try. It's not something that I have on my list of things to take. I to. wouldn't recommend it. I don't. So I'm not a bela- I'm not a burlesque dancer. Do not listen to me. <laughs> I'm talking about like quickly doing nothing. I don't have to remove my clothes on stage. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I'm just trying to keep everything on my body. It yes. staples things everywhere. You're like, I don't want this to come off. Yes, I'm, just, I'm just stapling it to all of me. Just stay on. Come on, let's go. <laughs> Five minutes. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm going to be looking at all your costumes. No. Right oh, no. <laughs> I have to go in finer with my little airbrush and be like, take up the silver line here. I'm so looking for that. <laughs> it was in my, I'm in the audience of Mixed Burlesque. I, um, the splits on my dress went up too high. Ooh. Like, which was fine. Totally like, fine for that environment. Yeah, but I wanted to sit down. Like, I'm in the audience. I'm just wanting to sit without yes. my undies being on display. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, my my side, my two side splits have staples in them to like, not, I'm not heaps, just like a couple. Do you not remember like back in the 90s? No, you weren't born. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I was. <laughs> was born. I was born. Born. That's about it. <laughs> I was born. I was there. That was the fashion with the safety pin. Yeah. I, yes. Okay. Yes. I know what you're talking about. You could about. bring that back. With staples? Yeah. Different size staples. Yeah. Mm. Could be a fashion But thing. hang on. This isn't <laughs> about <okay>. me. <laughs> this is not about my fashion faux pas, although it very well could be at any stage. Um, but we, I did mention mixed burlesque. So how did we get from... Creating Joker, stepping out of pain body, doing all this awesome stuff. And then you were saying that, and I love that you actually, you said this because sometimes we don't talk about it as yeah. much, but actually not getting in and yeah. failing at the first hurdle yeah. to, to then try again. So I'm, I'm going to be completely honest here. I, I've been knocked back twice. Great. The first time I totally needed to be knocked back. Please <laughs> rip it up. Apparently that um, application is still on file. Oh, no. It's embarrassing. <laughs> it's ripped up. Uh, but it's also good because they did see the the growth. Um, so that one. And they obviously didn't pick you based on that application. Oh, God. <laughs> so it's okay. I didn't want them to. <laughs> I don't even know. Can you I'm... imagine? Can you do the thing that you applied for within 2019, please? <laughs> no. Oh, I no. think I applied in, it would have been like 2017, 2018. Yeah, right. Back when I had no clue. So I didn't yeah. even know what the competition was. So you were very like. In hindsight, you're very much like, I think I just wanted to do it to up it at Voldemort. Yeah. 
Yeah, which isn't the right reason to it's be doing it. It's not the right it. reason. Yeah. Uh, the the next time was uh, 2020. I was knocked back mm-hmm. again. In hindsight, look, I cried my eyes out. Yeah. I really did. I'm sure everyone, anyone else that got knocked back knows exactly how it feels. Um, again, I'm glad I didn't get in. Mm. I wasn't quite ready. Yeah. And I had specifically said to Alyssa, I do not want you to accept me in until I deserve to be there. I want to be on that stage and have everyone look at me and be like, yeah, you're meant to be there. Mm. Not, uh, was she in there for? Yeah. Uh, so obviously they didn't do it in 2021. Yeah. And I had stupidly said, I won't get in until I'm 40. <laughs> Why do I say things like this? <laughs> so finally I graced the stage at 41. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I worked. I spent those two years going... I'm going to do this. Yeah. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to put the best application forward I possibly can. And I said to Alyssa right before I did, because I ummed and ahed about applying. I was so scared of the knockback. I really was Mm. that I applied the day before it closed. Is the knockback just one of those really lovely emails that, you know, goes like, we had so many incredible applications Uh, and unfortunately it's just like that. It's super polite. Of course. But yeah, yeah, it says, sorry, you have not been successful. Yeah. This time. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the one that you get, that it just straight away says congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> right at the top. You don't yeah. have to go find Oh, you it. don't even have to. You're just, <laughs> you're just like, oh, my God, I just got an email from Mick Spellis. It's so. in the subject line. So you're like, here we it's go. Much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, when we talk about something else like that, I will come back to what I did to my poor applicants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a really for that's like foreshadowing extra. That is the perfect place for us to throw to ads, and then I want to know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Here's a cool fact: a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact: you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, and we're jumping right back in. I won't hold anybody in any more suspense than I am. What on earth were you talking about? So we're talking about applications yeah. and you're applying for Mixed Burlesque and eventually getting yeah. in and the way the email is structured. So okay. what do you do when it comes to your incredible show, Battle Burlesque? Um, well, basically, instead of you being able to just look at your email and straight away you can read the first few lines that says, congratulations, or it says unsuccessful. Yeah. I thought... A better way to do it is they actually have to open the email too. (laughs) So 
it's it's written in a way how I would probably want to read either a, a, an acceptance or uh, I'm sorry, yeah, a rejection letter. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I structured them. And so many people get so excited because they're like, oh, I guess I didn't get in. Oh, hang on, what? Oh, congratulations. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Read it. Yeah, four lines later. <laughs> yeah, four lines later. Uh, it will say yes or no. <laughs> you know, that we've touched on it, we're going to have to do an incredible like deep dive in. I mentioned it way at the beginning. What on earth is Battle Burlesque? Battle Burlesque. Oh, do you know what? It'd be, it's so hard to describe, but basically it's, a fun competition, improv based. Mm-hmm. So the contestants are coming in and they only have one act that they have to prepare. They also don't have to compete on their own. Ah. So they are all in duo teams. So they did not have to be established duos. Everyone's paired up with all sorts. We only have one established duo in the competition, ah. which is interesting. But yeah, so basically it was created and it's taken a long time. Mm. This was not just something that I went, oh, I could do a competition, whatever. <laughs> I know I know what I'm doing I here. just did one. I'm going to go and do one next month. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I've done Nook's Burlesque now. I'm going to start my own. Yes, we know. <laughs> well, at the time when I started creating it, I uh, hadn't even applied for Mixed Burlesque yet. Oh, okay. And to way, be, way back, Machine. Yeah, way, way. This has been in the works for quite some time. Wow. So a lot of thought has gone into it. A lot of people have helped um, with the idea of it, um, making sure it's structured the way I wanted it to be. Mm. Uh, so, yes, it's a competition, but the basis of it is fun. It's about entertainment, not technique, not danceability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's open to everybody in the burlesque genre. So only burlesque artists currently. Everybody keeps asking. I'm like, come on, let me do one. <laughs> one time, one time, yeah. But you can be new. You can be well-established. You could have already won other competitions. There's not a limit in that. Yeah. So it's not a stepping stone competition. Mm. Um, I did try to be really careful about that. I spoke with uh, members of the community that I high, like hold in high regard mm. Um, Sugar Du Jour was one of them that I was really like, I like, I needed her on my side, so to speak. Yeah. Um, like an ally. So, because if she was like, yeah, this is a good thing. Um, then I kind of felt a lot better about it than just going and going, yeah, I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. Um, we, we just like get some terminology really quick. What would you say is the key difference between, a competition like yours and what you're classifying as a stepping stone competition. Like okay. what, what goes in that category? For okay. So obviously stepping stone competition, like when I say that, a lot of people look at it and they go, I'm going to do Apprentice and then I'm going to step over into Mixed Burlesque. Yeah. There used to be Idol, mm-hmm. um, which is no longer. And I don't feel that like, – I'm not so sure if it was a stepping stone, but it kind of felt like it was the middle ground. Right. So if whether or not it was, people were treating it that way. Yeah. Uh, there was still a mix of people in there, different, mm-hmm. you know, um, levels of burlesque. But it kind of felt like if you weren't sort of in apprentice level, like you've surpassed that, but you're not at mixed burlesque level yet, you kind of had that. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's how everybody feels. I know there, there are quite a few people I've spoken to feel that way. Yeah. 
And then talking to a lot of people in the Perth community because it's a it's it's a large community in comparison to other states. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people felt like idle being gone is there was I don't know if missing is the right word, but there was just that extra competition mm. that was no longer. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that float between not being able to do apprentice any longer because they've done it, yeah. might have done it once or twice, um, but they're not actually ready for mixed burlesque. Whether or not they're not ready just because they aren't ready to compete in that sort of competition or they're not at that level yet, unsure. Yeah. Or they don't even know if that's like the path they want yeah. to go down. Yet. Yeah, all fine solutions, yeah. Yeah, everyone has a different reason for competing. Um, but I wanted, like after talking to a few uh, friends, I thought, you know what, if I don't do this, somebody else is going to do it. Mm. So why can't it be me? Yeah. And I really, really wanted to create something that people weren't scared to apply for. Mm. Like they weren't so worried about being knocked back or, mm. yeah. Uh, obviously it's the first year. A lot of people are probably like, I don't really know what this is. I don't know what you're doing. No. Um, I'm going to come and watch this and then I'm probably going to be like, oh, wow. So with a lot of thought a lot of time put into it. I mean, um, Alyssa has helped an immense amount to make sure that this wasn't a competition that was going to create high stress. Mm. Um, and thinking that you have to be at a certain level. Yeah. So it's about uh, changing people's mindsets. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when we, like, the reason that this, like, like, talking through this is so important is often, like, I don't know if people listening are artists or aren't artists, yeah. but a lot of the time as artists, we don't have a laid out pathway of, of to quote unquote success, whatever your definition yes. of that might be. You don't, like, finish your course or your degree or your um, training in something not the ever finish um, and go <laughs> and go great. So now I do ABC and then I am CEO of Burlesque yes. and I am in charge. And yeah. congratulations to me and I get these three pay rises and good job me. It's just it's, much. yeah, it's not laid out like other corporate ladders are laid out for no. us. So a lot of the time when competitions are in place, sometimes it can seem like okay, well maybe the quote unquote path to success mm. is to like jump from comp to comp to comp. And then go, okay, am I now success? Yes. Without actually along the way finding out who you are as a performer yeah. or figuring out what you want and it might not be competitions at all. So what's yeah. really cool about something like Battle Burlesque is it's very purposely stepping outside of that mould by the sounds of it. Yeah. So and, and that was the whole point. And the other thing is by making it that you have to compete as a duo, it takes away from one person being that sole champion. Mm. They, they get to share it with a friend. They also get to compete with a friend. They Because it's based on improv, they have two heads thinking together rather than just the one. It's in the hopes of making it far less stressful because yeah. competing is stressful. There's a lot of time and effort and blood, sweat and tears <laughs> that go into it. Yeah. And anybody that has competed in mixed burlesque will know this. <laughs> <laughs> and linking back to something you said like way, way at the beginning when we're talking about like those entry levels and the, and mm. having it in a duo definitely opens it up to people at all levels because 
it can be really scary to get up there and do your first solo yeah. or your second or your fifth or your yeah. 20th solo, honestly. Like it can be a very daunting experience. Yeah. So if you have that other person on stage who, honestly, if only 50% of the eyes are on you at any time, that might be a big relief for people, which makes your competition way more accessible. Yeah. Um. So, and the other thing was um, originally it was going to be – I'm glad that we've changed our minds when we were designing this. And I say us, like I've had a lot of input from Wildcat, mm-hmm. um, just trying, getting a lot of different minds in on it. I've discussed it with other performers just to see what they think. Yeah. I mean, if anyone was like, yeah, um, I had a session with Sugar just to really nut it out and go, okay, what, what can we do to make this fun? Mm. It needed to be fun. Yeah. Silly. And as Alyssa says, a bunch of fuckery. Yeah. So like that was the whole point of it. Mm -hmm. So we have all different levels of performers competing. We have all different styles competing. Like there's not one performer or one team the same as the other. Yeah. Um, That just worked out that way, which is amazing. That's going to make judging really wonderful and really hard. (laughs) Yeah. But the judging, they are going to be looking at overall entertainment. Mm. Uh, confidence, yeah. uh, overall aesthetic, rather than honing in on costuming, hair, makeup, like yeah. as a point, it's just going to be an overall. But at the end of the day, did they make you laugh? Did they entertain you? Mm. Were you just like, wow, this is amazing? Uh, so that's what we try to really focus on is the fun side of things. Yeah. And the fact that technically a newbie could beat a seasoned professional. Yeah. It just depends. Like, mm. and that's not to take anything away from anybody at that level at all. It's just to give everybody a really good opportunity. That's the goal of fuckery, isn't it? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. So, uh, like, it's really good that, like, with Lotta and Gigi, like, Lotta um, is technically Gigi's mum, belly yeah. mum, and they've teamed up. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of that. A lot of people have said for next year they want to do that. Mm. And I think it's actually really good that that's what people are looking at doing Mm. and I tell you what though the day that I announced Battle Burlesque was coming (laughs) this is a funny story (laughs) just typical uh I got a message from Carl Chaos Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like oh my god Carl's messaging me (laughs) flush flush yeah Um, of course and literally we had come up with almost the identical concept for Battle Burlesque and Fight Club (laughs) 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 um yeah it was pretty much like we'd fused our brains together so we had a really really good chat and we made a few changes on either side so that we could have coexisting um aesthetics of shows yeah things that could both exist so I think what's really awesome about that story is that it didn't become something that was like hey, this is mine. There wasn't yep. like an ownership of a concept. Obviously they wouldn't be because Carl is an incredible person. Yes. Um, but they can so often happen artistically where we create something. We go, well, that is my concept and I claim ownership over something. Yep. What's really beautiful about what the two of you have done there is it's like, well, both can exist in this space and there are so many, so many incredibly talented people in this this state that you can both have yeah. <laughs> incredible lineups without like ever worrying about each other. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. Like as much as the shows at competitions are very similar in aesthetic, mm. um, I did make some 
rather big changes to my Ike. I agreed to not have the boxing match aesthetic mm. um, and even down to the wrestling belt. That was what I was going to do as prize. Like this is like, it was just like incredible that we had literally thought of the exact same ideas essentially. Yeah. Um, and obviously he had already uh, had the wrestling belt made that you win at Fight Club. And right. I was like, you uh, know never what? Mind then. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's fine. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So uh, Battle Burlesque contestants get trophies and rosettes. So they're not getting sashes and crowns. They are having something completely different. Wow. So you do, and I'm happy about that. I'm totally mm. fine. Uh, there was a few other things, but nothing nothing major. It just changed because he had already put a lot of work into his mm. and it had because of COVID times, it had been delayed yeah. being debuted. So I was quite happy to go, you know what, let's just work on this. Like we both looked at each other's briefs and just went, okay. They can coexist. Yeah. It's not an issue. And, you know, he's judging and he's going to be a guest performer at battle. So I just think uh, a lot of the time, like, with stuff like that with producers, it's definitely good to just have a discussion. Yeah, I was just going to say this is a perfect story just in anybody who's trying to create anything. Yeah. Or, I mean, we've talked in the past about, like, even today we talked about, like, other people doing Joker yeah. or whatever. Have these conversations with yeah. people in your scene and you'll often find that it, they're just up for the chat. Yeah. And compromise, it doesn't mean that you're losing anything. No, not at all. Like it's, I think it's just better if you can have a conversation and you can both come to an agreement where you can coexist with the same yeah. kind of idea. With the, I mean, look, the two shows essentially are very different. They yes. just have a similar battle fight club aesthetic. Yeah, just the, the seed of the idea started yeah. in a similar place, but the way that they've gone are in two completely different directions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is great. And I'm very excited about seeing um, Battle Burlesque come to life in October. Yeah. We have, okay, this is very cool. So we have a brand new segment on this podcast mm-hmm. where um, we are letting audience members, or anyone who listens to this show, you can write in to our fantastic artists and ask them a question. So Ooh. if you have a question, our email is waexposepod at gmail.com. And I saw this one and I thought it was rather poignant given the discussion we were going to have Ooh, today. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm new to the the burlesque scene, please keep me anonymous, and I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all of the competitions. Do I enter all of them? None of them? Help a baby out here. Oh, okay. In your opinion. Okay, in my opinion, if you're very new, uh, definitely look at Apprentice. Mm. Um, I I know we just talked about stepping stones, but if you're (laughs) new, this, this is where you... I think it's a great – I always say to a lot of people that talk to me about this, don't look at it like you need to win it. Yeah. Look at it like you're getting your name out there, you're being seen, you're going to get amazing critique and feedback and you're just going to be a better performer overall. Yeah. Like I would never typically enter anything going, I'm going to win this. Totally. Um. Battle Burlesque definitely wouldn't be off the cards. My only suggestion, and I did suggest this to quite a few people that were messaging me about who they could team up with. Mm. Um, If you are new, find someone a little more seasoned to team up with. Yeah. Only because two new, new baby Burleys together, I don't think would do great. Yeah. 
in that environment. It's also a great opportunity for you to network and connect with yeah. more people in your scene by actually having those conversations. Yeah. And I think the only thing I'd add to all of the awesome stuff you said is like just go to as many shows as yeah. you can go to. The more you see and as you see yourself reflected on stage, you'll start to get an idea of where you belong. Yeah. Because there are so many different types of burlesque, oh. styles, there's different music genres, all of that good stuff. You'll yeah. figure out where you fit in the lexicon if you're just – up in the scene, yeah. really. Oh, that's it. Like you have to get out there. Like obviously like everyone's got jobs and some people have kids and whatnot, but try and go to lots of shows. Like now that I'm producing, I try to go to as many different shows as I can because mm. um, A, I want to see them, but I might see someone that I've never seen before and be like, totally. oh my gosh, I did not know about this act. Yeah. So that's, that's for me, but... I just like being in the scene, so I try to go to as much as I can. Mm. Lately I felt very burnt out and have had to say no to a lot of things. <laughs> <sighs> All right, well, let's try and avoid the burnout. Tell yes. us the dates of Battle Burlesque. Plug it for us. Okay. Let us know all of the things. So Battle Burlesque is a Saturday the 1st of October. It is at Planet Royal and I think we're starting at 8 o'clock for memory. Tickets are on sale. You can go to either the Battle Burlesque Facebook page. You can look on all of my socials. You can go on Sky High Burlesque. You can go on Planet Royal. You can go on Eventbrite. <laughs> you will find it somewhere. It'll also be in the show notes today oh. for you to click on. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and if you like this podcast, you can like us on social media, rate and subscribe on your favourite podcasting app or send your questions to waexposepod at gmail.com. And we'll ask our next incredible guest. Thank you, Delza, for joining me this week. You've been an absolute delight. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you everyone for listening to WA Expose. WA Expose is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M. Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlett.com forward slash WA Expose. If anybody wants to have a go at me, do it then. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.